Welcome to Bitstorm, a comedy game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design. I'm Ben Slinger, and with me as always is Trevor Scott. Hello. Hey, Trevor. You know what? Let's do some movies. Okay. We can do some movies. Three to one movie. So this is a game where we each have a random movie selector in front of us. I won't say generator, because these are real movies. Uh, and on the count of three, two, one movie... <laughs> We're each going to get a movie from the uh, movie database and we are going to make up a game design either based on just the title or the actual movie itself as if it were a movie tie-in game uh, or, you know, maybe we'll just use it as a jumping off point for something fun. Yep. It's all just a bit of fun. Yeah, let's jump right in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have... The Ritual from 2017. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I have Chaos Walking. Ooh. Uh, which I actually watched from 2021 with Tom Holland. Hmm. Okay. Um, this is an interesting one, actually. So I don't know if you've heard anything about it. It's a basically. Well, I'll read the Two unlikely companions embark on a perilous adventure through the badlands of an unexplored planet as they try to escape a dangerous and disorienting reality where all inner thoughts are seen and heard by everyone. <sighs> Except that's not entirely true. It's only the men whose thoughts can be... They basically kind of appear as these little apparitions around their head as they're thinking it. And they, they do have a way to, like, suppress it. But if they're not good enough at it, it shows us thoughts around their head. And it's basically, they're, like, colonizing a new planet. And she comes down from a, um, a, a, a new ship that's supposed to come. And whereas he's been there for a while in this sort of a fucked up community there where they've essentially killed all the women. Okay. <laughs> that's- yeah, it's kind of screwed up. But uh, I just the idea of the thoughts is kind of cool, yep. like the visible thoughts. Um, and the ritual was a group of college friends reunite for a trip to the forest when they encounter a menacing presence in the woods that's stalking them. Or in this case, a menacing pre- presence in the woods that has thought bubbles around their heads. Yes, that's <laughs> what I was thinking. That's kind of cool, actually, that that's the, like it's a horror thing where, where, yeah. where you know who you they're know going after next. Because because you've just seen a vision of that person being torn apart viscerally. <laughs> oh, th- this is already like an, an idea of, um, you know, it's not every character. It's your character has this, you know, sort of altered oh, state or it. something like that. And they're being stalked, but how they actually, how they can get out of this and how they can save the other people is the fact that they know you know what what the um Mm. what the enemy is thinking and this is a single player adventure but you're you're going up against you know like a i'm thinking like an ai director sort of thing like from oh okay yeah and so So it's re it's replayable in that sense you might get different outcomes. You might get different paths that get taken on any particular run. Because it's all based on what you're currently doing. Like, if you're if you're hiding mm. in the back sort of thing, then, you know, he he may come, um, or the, the prowler or whatever I, we, we okay. call this thing, may come, you know, 
from a, from another location, but you could, yeah. you just have to be able to see everything that's going on. And so I like okay the, to put this all together. I like a few things about this. Essentially, this is almost a narrative roguelike mm-hmm. where we're exposing the AI in a degree by having these thought bubbles, essentially this these thought apparitions. Which is, like, in a way, obviously, that makes sense within the narrative then. And, yeah, that can allow for essentially a a branching narrative that is going to be nicely replayable, but still has some good systems-based gameplay in there. Because the people that you're protecting, they could still get killed, you know? Like, because I think- um, rather than it being maybe against one person that you're going up against, like you kill this one and then it's like it alerts, you know, another another one of these things. And it's just you happen to be able to see any maybe, of these. Or it's um, just that or it's just you trying to get through it, keeping everyone alive or something. And that's really difficult. Like to keep everyone alive is really difficult. I'm picturing this as sort of like a, you know, a classic horror movie sort of situation where you start off with, you know, five or six people campers <laughs> campers well again depending on how systems based you make Your it family. you can have different locations <laughs> you can have different characters and it's all about sort of getting a vantage point on like if you can get a vantage point on this thing figure out where it is without being seen you're going to get a sense of mm. you're going to be able to see oh okay it's going here next or it's going after this person next or here's the weapon it's using or because because you see these horrific visions, essentially, of tearing that person apart with, a, a, you know, fucking sickle or whatever. And as much as you love her, grandma's not your first priority. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it. You might have to choose to sacrifice grandma to save the others. Because you know that he's coming t- at grandma with the taser. And so, if you, like, spill the water... Under grandma's wheelchair, <laughs> you might be able to take them out, knock them out easily, and get everyone else out. I'm loving the idea of having lots and lots of different, um, lots and lots of different uh, achievements, and mm-hmm. yeah, and um, one of them is like grandma's special boy, and that's when you when literally grandma's the only one left, the only one you get out. <laughs> yeah, well, again, I I love this idea of. You've got a selection of maybe 20 people that you select five or six from each game and they each have relationships with each other and with you. Uh, Maybe you even just play a random one of them as well so that those relationships can come into play in different ways. Mm. But that it's just this very systemic thing, systems-based thing of, you know, people- uh, You may tell someone to go somewhere, but if you don't have trust between you- then they're not going to follow. They're going to do something else. And then I, I like the idea that as as you start, you know, being able to predict, oh, he's going to go around this this uh, around the tree this way, and he's coming to get you, um, Michelle. And so get yep. get behind me. And then because she's now behind you, you you look and you see, oh. It, sh- it it's, changes. It's the, changed the yeah. target, and it's now heading over over here because you know it knows that it can't get through us or That's oh it, shit yeah. it's just chosen me quick 
get behind Michelle and push her forward. <laughs> push her forward. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. I love that idea of, of seeing... You're, it's almost like you're predicting the future, but you're not. It's just you're seeing what the selection AI of the decided. AI, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the selection of the AI, AI basically. Um, but that's a that's a really fun way to expose that without it feeling too just like seeing the inner workings of the game. I love the idea that you know you give Michelle a shield, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, it's got a Molotov cocktail. Oh, quick, Michelle, quick, get out of the way, sort of thing. Well, and that's an interesting thing is I think you'd have to you'd have to write the AI well enough that you don't want it to always choose the best solution that like, oh, because you gave Michelle the shield, it's going to choose something that gets past the shield. You may have it that like, oh, it's already got, you know, the, the sword that it pulled off the suit of armor because you're in the Haunted Mansion. So even though- it, it probably could tell that the character it's going after is not actually going to be killed by it. You almost want to lock in that selection so that you see your decision, your, your solutions play out. It's like, oh, great. I've just given Michelle that shield. It's going to attack Michelle. Michelle's going to be okay. Meanwhile, I can get, you know, Debbie out and go make out with her in the closet because I need to build up our trust so that she <laughs> listens to me next time. <laughs> Because, you know, it's the teens in the Haunted Mansion. There's going to be some. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All the teens and grandma. (laughs) (laughs) Grandma's chaperoning, but they they got her drunk at the beginning of the night. So, they actually have to just wheel her around. (laughs) I love how we've we've gone to grandma's in a wheelchair. Um, My thought is it's it's not because, you know, her legs are disabled or anything like that. It's just she chooses to be in the wheelchair. Yeah, she just likes having teens push her around. It's a power trip. <laughs> or you just you don't you don't have to explain why she's just in a wheelchair. Like yeah, and so is well, Daryl. Daryl's also in a wheelchair, and that's yeah. for other reasons. Yeah, um, yeah. it's three, because he- two, one movie. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, 2010's Legion. I haven't heard of this one. Okay. I thought that would have been maybe the the 1980s Legion. No, no, no. this is about like angels in the apocalypse. Well, that may work well with Inferno by Dan Brown. Oh, is that- that's the fourth one, is it? Or third or fourth one of the Da Vinci Code? Yeah. Um, After waking up in a hospital with amnesia, Professor Robert Langdon and a doctor must race against time to foil a deadly global plot. So- I know that could mm-hmm. that could actually work quite well with you know an angel sort of thing that you know you th- you think that it's actually it could do although I kind of like the pl- so the the synopsis of this when God loses faith in humankind he sends his legion of angels to bring on the apocalypse mm-hmm. humanity's only hope for survival lies in a group of strangers trapped in an out of the way desert diner with the ar- archangel Michael <laughs> <laughs> I guess they have to like convince him or something. I can't quite tell. Is that Channing Tatum? As no, no, I don't think it is. That does sound pretty cool. And so, where Inferno comes in is outside of this diner. The world this is diner. on fire. It's just there's flames everywhere, and it's basically yeah. hell on earth. And everything that is going oh, to go Paul down. Bettany. It's Paul. Bettany. Okay, interesting. Which you know kind of works well with uh, the Da Vinci Code, where he played a um, oh yeah the the priest or whatever priest that you know whipped mm. himself and shit. 
yeah, I agree that, yeah, essentially it's hell on earth. We don't need to, to go super uh, we don't, close to the, the synopsis necessarily, but I do like that idea of a bunch of people trapped in a diner after during the apocalypse. And one of them amongst you is is an angel. Right, is an angel. And- Oh, it could be like a social deduction sort of game. Yeah. Oh, that, that person looks like he's never eaten pie before because he's eaten it all wrong. He's eaten it from crust, <laughs> <laughs> crust to, to filling. It's, it's John Travolta's- um, Michael. Michael. Yeah, it, it was it Michael. Was Michael as well because he was the actor. Right. <laughs> that was a much goofier sort of- Sort of one, yeah. But uh, I like the idea of you, you think that it's him, but it's like no. I just like to have filling last. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to finish on crust? <laughs> Meanwhile, there's a guy in the corner who's got massive wings going. Which one of you is the angel? <laughs> is it you? You can't eat pie properly. And they're like, dude, you've got a massive pair of wings. It's like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> they're paper mache. Anyway, <laughs> I was on my way to a costume party. <laughs> <laughs> He's Australian. <laughs> My name's Mike. <laughs> and then the girl Michelle, you notice, has a halo <laughs> that just is floating above her head. Hmm. And then, and then there's <laughs> there's someone with like um, you know cloven feet, and it's like, hang, hang on a second, <laughs> hang on, Lucy Fur. <laughs> Her name's Lucy, and she's That's wearing a real- lots of fur. <laughs> <laughs> and she's got horns. And a red face. I know. <sighs> you could you could have a bit of fun with storylets and that sort of stuff in this. Yeah, well, it's, it's always similar to the last one in some ways where, you know, a narrative roguelike-ish yeah. sort of thing. Um, uh, but I do wonder if... If you could take it in a multiplayer direction instead, where instead of sto- single-player storylet-based, it's almost like a, a game of werewolf or something, where or, or like Among Us, <laughs> you are the angel. Yeah, um, that's it. it. Tells you the angel. You've got certain powers. Then I guess it's what is the action? Are you just talking to people, <laughs> trying to convince them? Which is fine. I mean, that's what werewolf is. Yeah. I don't think I've actually played Werewolf. And I kind of think that that might be a bit of fun to... Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a fun little... I mean, there's... You can play it without it being a board game. Like, it comes from... Because there's, like, Mafia and stuff, too, yeah, which is yep, similar. Yep. But essentially, it's... You can just get the rules and you pass out pieces of paper to say what each person's role is and, and what... And, you know, everyone knows what each role can do. And then you do your rounds of discussion and voting and deciding um but there are yeah there are some board game versions of course particularly of werewolf that um simplify that a bit cool uh yeah because i know that that could be a bit of fun like (laughs) just each person gets given like things that they need to do like Mm. they've got like a little bar going up that you know if your character doesn't drink coffee every you know 10 seconds or so <laughs> like their heart's going to explode or something like that or well or it could just be little things like you've got their different roles you know one yeah one person's the angel and they've got some powers they can do or, and they've got a you know may, and may, they may, maybe their goal is just observe and decide you know whether humanity should survive or something but then you've got people like the hardcore religious nut who 
you know, you've only got certain dialogue options and they have to, you know, they, they have to figure out who the angel is or something. And then you've got the sullen teen who just wants to get out of there alive or i can i can literally imagine a um uh religious zealot getting so annoyed that they weren't selected for the for you know for the rapture for the rapture that they're like what do you mean i didn't get selected and then they go hard the other way because you know they don't because they're just feeling spiteful Yeah. yeah michael's like no no that was a mistranslation it's the raptor (laughs) <laughs> and he's coming. So, we need to it's figure only this out one before, of them. The, before it gets one here. Of them. <laughs> yeah, it goes around and kills all the unclean. So, <laughs> <laughs> it, it's not the raptors. It's the raptors. No, like, he's- It's- Yeah. Yeah. Takes him a while. It's, like, he's- he It's got- Bill. <laughs> he's a good guy, actually, but he's vicious. <laughs> and he's got, he's got this Steven one- Steven Spielberg got it pretty He's accurate. got this one claw in between, like, his-, his Yeah. You know- Kind of, kind of feels very much a Wolverine like. <laughs> All right, three, two, one, movie. Three, two, one, movie. Uh Friday the thirteenth. Freddy versus five. Jason. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I like the we idea could, of just just taking the, tie I just like the idea of taking the name Freddy versus Jason. Oh, okay. And it's just. A guy by it's the name of Freddy and a guy by the name of Jason. And it's just two guys, one guy named Freddy, one guy named Jason. And they're just regular guys. And they just, you know, it's a it's a 1v1 multiplayer game where you 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 get selected into, into just random, like, they can be... One game is chess. The next game is, you know... <laughs> Well, no, I kind of like okay, rather roulette. than playing different mini games. <laughs> God, I kind of do just like the goofy idea of yeah, like a round starts. And it's like, oh, am I Freddy or am I Jason? And then based on that, it's gonna have some implications on the gameplay, and they just each have their own personalities and skills. I guess ooh, it could be different. Ooh, you know, they are identical twins. So you don't know which one you are. <laughs> so how do you figure it out? Then? Context clues based on just, you know, and Freddy can jump and Jason can run really fast. <laughs> <laughs> so you, wouldn't you just figure it out immediately? <laughs> but only when they're tired. I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah, put put some weird rules in place, and it's just you know. And go. <laughs> and you're like, okay, which one am I? <laughs> you start trying to push all the buttons, <laughs> and you both are pushing the same buttons at the same time, so you don't know. So you're still trying to figure it out. Oh my god. Maybe it's just like, um, like a cart racer, but there's only ever two people, and one's for anyone's Jason. It's just like, fuck you, J- Jason. I'm going to win this time. There's so- there's something about like if it's just two regular dudes. Yeah. And they're tw- identical twin brothers, so you don't know. You don't know who's who. <laughs> if you get real close, one of them's got like a scar on his cheek, and it's from it's from when Jason, you know, um, knifed him. Yeah, with a machine. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, they really don't like each other. 
Um, and, and maybe you do. Maybe you go uber violent with it. Maybe it's this fucking twin brothers, Freddy and Jason, and every game they just hack each other to pieces in some way. It's kind of it's kind of like Carmageddon um, in the fact that you got multiple ways to win, and one of those is killing your brother. <laughs> it turns out they're actually these like immortal gods who are just down on earth, and they just they can't. They, they just they, they essentially they can't die. They 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 or, or come they, back to life they, after any yeah they like they respawn basically yeah. um <laughs> they have no other purpose other than just fucking with each other mayhem yeah like ooh I, <laughs> there's something about like if it was a multiplayer game and yeah one of you's Freddy one of you's Jason you're walking around you're doing you're just going through your normal everyday things. And then, if you see the other one, that's when that's when you know all shit breaks down. loose. And wherever it is, like, yeah, maybe I, anything I, and I, everything I, is is available at at your disposal. I'm picturing a really cartoony thing now as well, actually, where like, and it's all around their their names and stuff. So if if you find like the baseball bat and you track down Jason. And you smack them with it. It just this massive like Freddy comes up on the screen as you whack them like <laughs> Freddy. And like then Jason goes off and finds the fucking airstrike, and it spells out Jason on the ground in explosions when it goes like that. It's just really over the top. <laughs> I just I like the idea that like anywhere that you go in the city, like you're. You're sort of just out and about, like um, you've got maybe a few a few different errands that you get given to do. Yeah, and, but you you know, oh, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of good weapons here that I could use. I don't want to move too That's far it. away from this. It's well, like, or it's or or it's basically like a battle royale game. <laughs> but you know, there's only two people, <laughs> and. <laughs> It does. There's not a storm or whatever. It's just that eventually something will happen, or one of you will like knock something over, which will put up a big dust cloud, and the other person will. Oh shit! They don't know where they are now. And it's and but you've spent those first like five minutes gathering weapons and stuff, and it's just whatever you've been able to find. Or maybe you maybe you're not just finding. Maybe you have to fucking buy them. And so you do. You have to do a little mini game to earn some money to go to the shop to buy the airstrike, or you know, like or whatever it is. I like the idea of you don't know, like, there's lots of other NPCs in in this sort of place, and you can sort of blend into them, and- Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you could do that, because it'd be fun to have the collateral damage as well once shit starts going oh, down. Oh, hell yeah. Got like- Ragdolls flying everywhere and giblets. Um, you didn't realise that, you know, who you thought was Jeremy, the-, the um, you know, the garbage collector is actually Freddy. And he threw <laughs> the he, mask on. <laughs> he, he throws Jason into, into the back when, you know, Jason come, came running out of a, um, out of the. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. I like the idea of some grappling. Like it's almost a gang beasts sort of thing then where you can just grab onto them and they get, they're like trying to get away. And then, you know, but maybe they had 
had bought a grenade that they can drop and that you just like <laughs> blast you both into the air. It's like, okay, now she's on. Press B to pull pin. <laughs> just, yeah. It, mutually assured destruction. Like, if I'm going, you're going. <laughs> you just let go and you just drop it. Yeah. yeah. And you hold on so to them. So, you've got all these- <laughs> a, big, a big fucking explosion. Freddy! <laughs> Um, uh, and, and then yeah, just lots of wacky big weapons like that. And, and then there's a um, then there's an expansion that comes later on. Mm. Freddy versus Jason versus Ash. You add a third <laughs> player in. <laughs> Our long lost triplet <laughs> with a chainsaw for an arm, <laughs> played by Bruce Campbell. <laughs> yeah, oh, they were all played by Bruce Campbell the whole time, <laughs> just in preparation. That's really cool. Let's go one more. Let's go one more. Three, two, one. Movie. Oh, shit. <laughs> Tell me. American Ninja 2. <laughs> I got Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> oh, We're on a very horror, horror movie sort of vibe tonight. I still can't believe that we both got bloody, you know, <laughs> the um, classic Friday slashes. You know, yeah, <laughs> like you got a Jason movie and I got a Jason movie. Like it's that's so funny, it's fucked up. But anyway, uh, fuck American Ninja Two because that was a bad movie. Uh, let's go with um, Tucker and Dale versus Evil because <laughs> it's the sequel to Freddy versus Jason. It's two other twins, <laughs> but this time they're on the same side. <laughs> <laughs> While teenagers are killing themselves. Now it's a, a co-op. No, no, no. no, no. We're not, we're, it's just taking the title. It's just there. It's just a co-op game. Twins against, uh, you know, evil. Against twins. real evil this time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Tucker and Dale are two preppy sort of Oh, okay. I can, yeah. I can see um, kind of like, you know, the teens in-, in that except they're more likable like yeah you think you think that they they look you know um all like preppy because well i mean tucker's got you know the the sweater sort of tied around his neck and right you know it <laughs> it's it's that real dodgy you know grade grade school yeah. prep school sort of yeah private school yeah teen or whatever yeah Versus Evil, it's a co-op game in, like, I could imagine, you know, uh, a zombie. Yeah, we could do zombies. Zombies or- Or just, like, demonic forces of some sort. Or Invasion of the Body Snatchers, like, that sort of- forms. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Evil makes me think of some, like, supernatural as opposed to, like, alien- But they could be possessing, like they could still yeah. be body snatching in that way. Yeah. Okay. Yes, I like this. Gates of Hell has opened. Yeah. And the um, hundred percent is a co-op game that you know one of you's Tucker, one of you's Dale. Yep. And yeah, you go through like typical, um, maybe even like Resident Evil Five, how that was a co-op sort of game. Okay. How you had stages yeah. and you went through together. Because um, that's yeah, that's really cool. I, I so how I, as as these preppy private school kids, how are you taking out the evil? Because presumably it's not with an arsenal of weapons. Because you know. it, it's it's basically like golf clubs. It's things 
Right. Things so that, a bit of like dead rising. Bit, bit of dead rising. Putting, like, I could yeah. imagine both of you drive, driving around in a golf cart. Oh, you know, yeah, because then one of you can be hanging out the window. Baseball bat, you know, sort of yeah. ta- taking out... Um, Taking out letterboxes. Did Dead Rising had multi? Did Dead Rising ever have? It didn't have a co-op multiplayer, did it ever? I don't. I know they had some like multiplayer modes because actually that sort of style could be really cool, where you've got these like team team up moves. Yeah, where you can like boost someone up somewhere or like throw them across a gap to get a weapon that's there. Um, or you know, put them on your shoulders so that you're running through the zombies as they're like you know swinging chainsaws around or whatever yeah um i like the idea of it's just regular sort of stuff that you'd find i think it's at the school maybe it starts at the school and i think you end up in the gated community where right. you and your, you and your family live are, are they brothers or are they are they just best friends uh, i think they're lovers okay that's cool maybe closeted you know as they probably would be in that sort of community yeah yeah, I was thinking of how we make them more likable, and I think that helps. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I I think also like when you see them and you go, oh god, we've got preppies, and then they're they're talking, you know. Yeah, I think we want to subvert expectations. You know, expectations. They're not old money. They're new money. They got there legitimately somehow, and they're fighting oppression. <laughs> <laughs> that that's the best way to make someone like make them likable. If they're in a rich private school. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But the cool thing is you, you then get to see, like, those jock sort of sort oh, of guys yeah. who were- <laughs> Who have been body know, snatched and now you get to cut their heads off. Exactly. And then you, then you find out right at the end of the game, after you've killed everyone else, that, oh- um, there was a cure. There, there was a cure. <laughs> and it was right at the start, like, in the, in the science teacher's, like, the science teacher accidentally, you know- unleashed this thing because right but there was a kill code for it yeah or like a, a yeah an antidote <laughs> <laughs> well i think he's he sort of released it because he didn't know what he was reading and he was just sort of reading it thinking oh this latin's a bit unusual and <laughs> <laughs> sort of- oh right i see yeah and it was in the occult section of the of the library <laughs> mm-hmm. um that's really cool i, I could <laughs> Yeah, that's fun. Uh, I, I do like that idea of just the multiplayer Dead Rising and how you could just play with some of those Dead Rising fun zombie killing mechanics with team up stuff. I'm I'm wondering whether there are actually any other survivors though. So because there's there's something yeah. about there not being any other survivors and no, you reckon it's just barren of just it's, it's only the Chakra and shit. Dale versus evil literally yeah. because yeah. they're the only two left on the planet. Like, yeah. and it's up to them. Well, to- maybe that's it. Maybe you don't even. Maybe you don't find out there's a cure because you don't like. It's it's literally just this. No, like the world has ended. You are the only two left. And you just are you surviving through it? And the end of the game is essentially you've like cleared out enough of the nearby area and barricaded it off that you feel safe for now. Yeah, and you can set up your little homestead <laughs> and live happily for a while until the sequel. Tucker and Dale versus more evil. <laughs> <laughs> Tucker and Dale versus more evil. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's pretty cool. 
I've liked most of these games tonight. They've yeah, they've been- it was fun. Fun that they kind of went the real horror um, bent, but unintentionally. But that was cool. I mean, I've I've been watching quite a few things on Resident Evil lately because Resident Evil Four, mm. the remake, has just come out. Yes, yes, yes. I don't think I've ever finished a Resident Evil game. But anyway, thank you for joining us this week on Bitstorm. <laughs> If you want to find all of our previous episodes, go to podchaser.com slash bitstorm. You can find them all there. Leave us a review. Let us know what you thought of this one or any of the previous ones. Uh, yeah, do it. Do it. Do that thing. If you like the uh, song that we play at the start and end of each each episode, that song is called Man to Find Off the Album Containment Failure by the band Kuridas. So check it out. That's right. So thank you again for joining us this week on Bitstorm. I'm Ben Slinger. I'm Trevor Scott. I'm Freddie. I'm Jason. I'm Tucker. I'm Dale. <laughs> and, and I'm evil. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs>